Welcome to Cindy and Joe Show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. Now, why are we playing this song? Because it's an awesome song. We all need money. Especially with this academy. We need some money. But, Show me the money. But, you know, uh, we were talking pre-show and we had a disagreement about the NIL. And you are in favor of it. And I'm, I'm kind of in favor, but I have a little bit of a deflection. Yeah. So you tell me why you're in favor of it. And I will go off that. So this whole conversation, got to give folks a little bit of context here. This whole conversation came about due to an incredibly popular post that was put on Between the Whistles Detroit that has reached darn near 100,000 people now in the last two days. And it was all about um, a player that was transferring from Pitt over to USC um, and was going to see a package for his NIL name likeness or image and likeness of about three and a half million dollars. And um, there's a lot of reaction on that. A lot of people thought that that was bad. Uh, and I said, hey, look, I don't have a problem with this because I'll tell you why. These colleges and universities have been making millions off of these athletes for years with no compensation to these guys. You know, these athletes put their potential, you know, their future earning potential on the line, risking injury. Um, and quite frankly, even at three and a half million, that would be a fraction of what potentially this athlete could earn uh, in a full career. And he's risking that to play for this school and so that they can capitalize on it by bringing in additional recruits, by selling merchandise, by, you know, all the other ways that they bring in money. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you look at the top 10 2021 NFL teams, they're... Uh, operating revenue, in other words, their profit is about half a billion dollars. Okay. It's about 600 million. If you look at the top 10 college football programs, we're talking about football now, top 10 college football programs, their operating revenue, their profit is about 520 million. So it's not that much different than the, than the NFL. So you're talking about a huge business here and they've basically been getting the product for free with these athletes. I mean, yeah, they give them scholarships and they give them stipends and all that kind of stuff, but large part, they've been getting the product for free and selling it. So of course, you know, there's all of this concern about it. Um, but I don't see any reason why these athletes should not be getting market value, whatever that is for their name, image and likeness instead of someone else capitalizing on that some other of uh, so the business owner the colleges uh capitalizing on it and they still are let's face it if these athletes and this is true in professional sports as well as college right if the compensation that they are going to give these athletes seems huge to you think about the many 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 times of that that these teams, these franchises, and these colleges and universities are going to be making off of that. That's why they give them the money they do, because they're making 10 times that off of them. So to put this on the athlete and say, you've got to take the all the risk and realize zero reward, except for you're going to get the same damn piece of paper that the other kid down the hall gets, who's not an athlete, who's not risking his future earning potential. You're going to get the same thing. And by the way, we want you to just be good with that. I think those days are over. I see absolutely nothing wrong with 
these athletes being compensated fairly and, and whatever they determine that is um, for their name, image, and likeness because it's being marketed to bring more money into these institutions. They're realizing considerable amount of income from that. These athletes should be uh, compensated accordingly. Well, I agree with you, but I don't. I know you don't. That's what's going to make this so much fun, Joe. Go ahead. Let me have because it. Because here's, here's what I do agree with NIA, but I believe it should be regulated. Because if you don't regulate it, you end up with all hell breaking loose. And before you know it, you can't put water on the fire because it's it's out of control. Out of control. So it, when you look at this this sport, college football, and that's the major one, right? You got to look at, there's a lot of programs that don't make money on football because they're not, you know, they don't get the attendance and all that stuff. I mean, if you take the top 10 people out of there, like the Michigans, the Florida States, the Floridas, Alabama. the Alabamas, the USC's, the Oklahoma, the Texas, take all that away, right? If you take away, if you take away those, those, those football programs, you run into football programs that are just operating in the green, just operating. So, but you're talking about alumni bases, but here's the problem. A school like Stanford, right? They don't just admit anyone, right? If they wanted to take that over NIL, they could, because they have a lot of smart people there, a lot of money in the alumni group, but they don't take dumbasses. And a lot of these football players that are really, really good probably couldn't get into the school that they get into. Mm-hmm. Just the reality. Like Florida, we talked about this last year. Florida has a 4.2 grade point average. Pretty freaking sure that none of the football players have a 4.2 because that's a, that's a very, very elite status to be at. I'm pretty sure you didn't have a 4.2. And I'm, I'm pretty close at a 3.8. You're but- correct. I, I did not. I had a 3.87, but that's okay. Go ahead. Um, we're, we're, just, we're, <laughs> we're just about in the area, but we still don't make it to a 4.2. Right. So, but th- that's what I'm saying. And th- there's, there's problems that are, that people gloss over. Like USC spending money. Well, of course, USC has tons of money. They have a big alumni base that features uh, actors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, what you will end up having is you'll be, you'll have, um, the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, you know, uh, college, uh, college sports. And what that will do is that will totally unearth this whole college football. Now, the reason college football is fun, the reason people watch college football is because any week you don't know what player could come out of the woodwork, right? Like a guy like, a guy like uh, Kenneth Walker coming in, in the first week of the season and having the game of his life and then him progressing through the season. Or you have a guy like uh, the, the quarterback that played at Indiana, I forget his name, I keep, he transferred to Washington, but he was electric. He made plays, he won games. He probably wouldn't be at Indiana if NIL was around. You know, th- th- this, there's a problem with this because if, you, if you're allowing players to – to seek NIL options through the portal and then they're not even in the portal, that opens up an issue. You have you you're openly negotiating with a player who is with said school. So let's say, you know, you're a Michigan State fan, right? 
let's say midway through the year, Kenneth Walker gets an offer from USC. Oh, break my heart! You're gonna you're gonna have me lose my Kenneth Walker for four point five million dollars. Oh, and you lose him midway through a season because there's money involved. See, this is where it gets it it, it turns into a little bit of a charade. Now. I know what's going to come down the pipe because I've already heard this in the comments. And it's just, let's just, the whole race factor of you don't want a black, a black player getting the uh, the chance to, to give himself uh, financial freedom and all that stuff while the coaches can change jobs or whatever. I don't think the coaches should be able to change jobs either. If you're being honest, like the, the Brian Kelly garbage where he, he left the team while they were he had the chance to go to a playoff. That's garbage, too. But this whole thing about paying these players and then them going to school strictly because of an NIL deal is, is a little bit um, – it sets a bad precedence. And if you continue to go down this road, you will have an unrecognizable sport in a few years. And let's say 10 schools say, screw it, we can't deal with this because we can't compete with this. You lose 10 schools at 750 players. Well, here's what I think will, is going to happen, and this is the trajectory they were on, and this is what was happening, perhaps why NIL became what it did and why it's come to this point, and that is because you're not going to have squat for talent left in college football because these athletes are going to get plucked and, and right into the pros right out of college. I mean, I don't mean they finished college. They're going to get plucked out of – out of these programs in their sophomore years, their junior mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And they're going to come to the same realization that many of, of us have. And that is you've got to get while the getting is good because you could get injured. your senior. Oh, I want to finish my degree. College is always going to be there. There's people who go back to college in their forties, fifties. Well, they they, these players can't go to college. They can't go to the pros until their junior year of college. Until they finish their junior year of college. Well, or they got to leave school for a year. No, they have to be a, Okay, if you're going to an NFL draft and you leave your school for a year, I don't think you're going to have a great draft. Great. But I think that's that's what the, the distinction is or whatever, the rule. But the thing no, of it the rule is, is your junior year that you have to play up until your junior year. And obviously you can opt out because that's a new clause they had since COVID. Right. Derek Stingley opted out, which is... The point is that you're going to lose these college players to the pros anyway if they're any good. So I have in in these if these exceptional players continue to leave these college programs, that makes the program suffer and that reduces their revenue. That's that's their whole idea of keeping them and why they're going to allow this NIL to occur no, is because no, they don't no, want to no, lose no, these let's, guys. Let's stop. Let's stop there. Because none of these contracts, these NFL contracts, none of these NIL deals will equate to contracts in the NFL. They just won't. The NFL contracts are are slotted. They are a lot of money. They yeah. Are, well, what are their what is what what is the league minimum in the NFL? Well, they, these these players don't make the league minimum. If you're a first round pick, you get slotted. Uh, you get you can go from I think it's four point nine million a year to down to like at, at the end of the first round. I think it's like. Two point one. Yeah, but you're not necessarily talking about people that are going to be first round draft picks. Okay, but you're we, talking we, you're, about you're saying the exceptional players. You're saying the exceptional players. The players that are the exceptional players will get picked in the first round. Now these now now 
the problem with the problem with the NIL is not has nothing to do with this 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 pro game because if you look at the pro game, these players if they go if they go in the NFL and they're not ready for the NFL, they're gonna get their kid ass kicked. And that's happened before where these players have you know, they've been freshman phenoms and they coast through their sophomore year, they coast through their junior year, they get to the pros, and it's not like that anymore, rookie. It ain't like that. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna come this in, in this humpty dumpty and, and start throwing your shit around. Well, yeah, because now you now you got you're playing real men. Because you got boys in a man's yeah, league so, now. So now, right. so you know this nil. What this nil does is it allows players to capitalize on the, the revenue that they make for the school, which I agree with. Like an Aiden Hutchinson should make his money. Blake Corm should make his money. Kenneth Walker should make his money. But like a guy like Jackson Kohler, right, who just signed with Michigan State for basketball, he signed a six figure and. NIL deal. There's a problem with this. Like there, there's a problem that dude. What's he, he not, supposed to do? Go not, work at Burger it's King? Not, it's not his. It's, okay, I mean, they are paying no, like eighteen bucks an hour. It's not, but I mean, is that what they're supposed to not, do? It's not. It's not the art of the deal. It's the he hasn't played a game yet. So how do you know? I mean, I know you're making a business decision. You make the business decisions all the time, and sometimes they are good, and sometimes they are very bad. But that's beside the point. But this thing needs to be regulated because if you get into this notion of we're going to start throwing money around, it's going to be the battle of, pardon my French, who's got the biggest penis? Because the, these guys... Who's got the bigger bank account? No, because right? these guys... The, the people who run these boosters and these, these guys like this, they want to be that guy that gets their team over the hump. Okay, like a Matt Ishbia, okay, who owns the United Wholesale Mortgage, and Dan Gilbert. I'm sure they are all in for MSU, all in because they are billionaires. Go right? green, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like a guy at USC, like Will Ferrell, or, or 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 any of those actors that went to USC. I'm pretty sure that they are all in because they want to help USC. But if you go outside of the spectrum and you go to like a Wisconsin, right? I mean, they have a good alumni base, but they are also an academic school. You're killing the academic schools because they have no shot. Because if they could, they can pay for players because they have the alumni, but these players can't get in. See, part of the problem with NIL, my fear of it is that it's going to take away from the game as as we know, it. and it's going to it, it it needs to be regulated because if it's not regulated, you get into situations like Jordan Addison. Or he is leaving a team without being in the portal, going to USC, and he's not even in the portal, and he's this three point five million dollar deal is floating around. Well, I just think this means that some of these teams are just going to have to put together better programs, uh, other reasons that out maybe outweigh the money, or you know, there's sometimes people take a hometown discount, so to speak. I think you some of these teams have to try to retain these guys you can't do, with other you can't, intangibles. You cannot. Have it be um, where money rules the day in college football. It doesn't have to. That's my point. Okay, some people will want to play at certain schools just to play under a particular that's coach. Not, that's not true. I mean, it that's, is that's true. Not, that's not true. Okay. You're saying that guys don't go to particular schools to play under specific no, coaches. Because who goes to Texas A&M over Alabama? Why did they have the number one recruiting class? Because they spent the most money because they got oil money. Of course they got money. Oil money. How big how much is gas right now? Freaking 
it costs so much. My whatever. It, uh, I, that pisses me off. That, that, don't even get on the gas prices because that's a whole nother conversation, right? Um, all the more reason why they need this money. No, I I I look okay. at it this way. Wait, okay. When Texas A&M has the number one recruiting class in, in the country because of this, we have a problem. When Alabama, which has won national championship after national championship after national championship, isn't, or Georgia isn't, we got a problem. And it's not saying that they should be number one because of who their coaches are, but you can't, I don't want this money being the the way that you, first of all, I think that this could, this could end up really bad for the players too. I don't see how it's bad. I could see that they're it. earning I could, that they are I could, earning. No, no, you gotta understand compensation. Like, no, no, you gotta for understand. Someone you got, using you gotta, their you gotta, name. You gotta understand. Let's say that a player who got a big deal isn't playing good, and someone axes an NIL deal. Well, he's not gonna he's he's not gonna be in for it, right? Because there's no contract in this. I mean, there is contract, but I'm sure it has litigational clause clause of termination, like. Well, they can make performance a, clauses and or such. no, they could they could say like okay, it doesn't match our criteria or whatever. Right. You have a kid that just transferred to school, that uh, went there based on money, and now that money's not there, he wants to go, and then you got him locked in because he already transferred once, and the rule is in NCAA is if you transfer, you get one transfer where you can start immediately. If you got this, if you transfer again, you have to sit out a year. So he that person can't sit out a year because then they then they lose all of it, and they're stuck at a school that they don't want to be at. This is where this is where it changes into a really really bad dynamic. This is what I'm talking about. The regulation has to happen because if you don't regulate it, it's going to be very very ba- bad for the student athlete, the student, and the program as a whole. This isn't just a, a nil bs. You know I, I don't support nil. You have to have the right way of litigation, negotiation, and you have to have the right uh, parameters so that it's regulated the right way. Because if you don't have it regulated the right way, it's uh, it's going to be there. Might be something that comes out where some some guy some some person spent ten million dollars on a whole recruiting class. That could be that could be very very bad. I mean, it's, the NIL is a good thing. The players should make their money. No doubt about it, but it needs to be regulated. The NCAA has not was wasn't ready for this. The NCAA is the most corrupt organization in pro in in, in sports besides FIFA and uh, the federal government. And I was shot at you. And, I I was ignoring it, but you go ahead. And uh, <laughs> and you know they just they don't think with their head. They knew NIL was coming. They knew NIL was coming. The, the federal government um, made it legal to, you know, make, get, make money on their name, image, and likeness, which they should be allowed to do. The way the NCAA was r- running it was not right because these players were getting um, thrown through a woodshed on, on that fact. But I think it should be regulated because if you don't regulate it, you could be, you could end up to be. There could be unintended consequences to what you think was a good idea could become really, really bad soon. Well, th- there are r- different rules in different states for NIL. But they don't, they, okay, this is, this is what I'm saying though. You, you're, you're right. There is, there is different rules in different states. Okay. But if you make the, okay, 
let's take our state for example. Shit show. I don't want them making rules for NIL. Okay, college athletes. Because they can't even get the roads correct. And they can't even uh, get shit correct in the own legislature. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I don't want, I don't, like, Texas. You really think Texas is going to be like, yeah, we got to regulate some of this stuff because uh, this ain't good. No, they're all like, nope, let's win. Football. Football is king. You know? I mean, I don't want the states regulating this. The states can't even run themselves. I mean, look, look, God forbid, like, look at Michigan. Look at New York. Look at, I mean, look at all these states that are, are total garbage. The NCAA, need to, what they need to do is they need to get a commissioner who oversees the college football ranks, the college basketball ranks, the college baseball ranks, and have them protect that sport for the good of the, the, the group. And my 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 thing would be, I would unionize, I would unionize the players to where they have to, to meet with the negotiating. Uh, oh my gosh, no. That'd be the biggest mistake in the world to go in a further unionized environment. I don't think that's going to be the answer, especially right, because when they okay, when these kids go to the pros, they are going to be in a union. Yeah, but then, but it, it, we're not talking about them getting paid per, for their performance. That's the difference. That's where you're getting paid for performance, and you have an employer. This is an entirely different environment. This is they are not in. In fact, the NIL rules restrict any kind of pay for play. So. They can't be paid for their play. They're not being um, compensated or given benefits for their ability to perform a task. They are being paid and compensated to use their name, image, and likeness, which are unique to them, which have nothing to do with their performance in the sport. has nothing to do with the sport. It has everything to do with the athlete themselves and how they choose to market that. You're smarter than that. I'm telling you. You're smarter than that. You know, here's the thing. You know what else I find interesting? They're talking about NIL as if this is going to, um, you know, that that NIL somehow is a floodgate for more dark money and all this. The reality is, at least it's putting this on the table now, because the fact of the matter is that that players have been getting played. The money has always been in sport. And it's always been that river of dark money, just like in politics, has always been in in collegiate sports. I agree with that. I'm saying that this should be regulated at a point to where we know where the money is going, what it's doing. And what difference does it make? It has any, it has nothing to do with the program. It has everything to do with the That's a total athlete. freaking lie because when Memphis recruited the number one recruiting class in basketball, they had their players who were recruits meet with the owners of FedEx. You're telling me that wasn't planned? I don't think that that's these, any okay, – how is that any different no, than any these other schools, – These schools are strictly managing it to where they are literally setting up the parameters – for a deal. I don't say this, that. I say they're giving opportunities no, and that's no, exactly no, that's what they not, should be that's doing. That's not the way it's supposed to be. But so you're saying that a college how is it any different than um you know the 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 college the the um job placement offices at schools and universities? How is it any different when they set up job fairs because for you just, their best you just, and brightest you to be just, exposed? You just read it, Cindy. You just read it. The the college is not allowed to set up the uh the, the the deal they're not allowed to do that they can't they cannot pay them to be part of the program and they cannot have a pay for okay so system. so when they when the when the Memphis players went into freaking the FedEx office what was that you think it was you think it was oh look at this because the reality of the fact of the matter is you're showing kids that have never seen that money in their life and you're gonna make them sign the dotted line 
because you, you you do not they're not being made they, to do no, anything because, okay put all your, they're being given is the oh freedom put yourself in the mind of a freaking 18 year old okay you see three hundred thousand dollars to go play basketball you think you're not going to take it because fedex is going to give you 300 grand get out of here don't bring that garbage to the table i would think that they would have some sort of responsible adult parents or some other are you kidding me and also it's not some just of the, the money. some of the pay, some of the parents who are part of these kids lives okay are going to benefit from this no, is that what you're saying no part, a lot of these kids that are they're they they, they they take the advice of their mom and dad it totally their mom and dads don't know what the hell that they're doing like, how many times have you seen a kid that has picked a school and her, his mom is like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I don't you know, see where regulation see, see, is regulation, going to do regu- any good whatsoever. See, this is why, this is why you're a politician, because <laughs> you you got you to gotta hit this whole notion. You got to regulate it, period. Because, and you got to enforce that these schools cannot be involved in setting up these deals. Because if you have schools set up these deals in the background and they're not being seen it's a it's a, it's a, it's a total pay-for-play scheme and it's not the way it should be and it will t- totally turn this this college football into something that you have never seen that all the people that love college football are going to be turned off because the re- fact of the matter is that it's not it's not going to be it's going to become totally something different it's not going to be the same college football because there's actual stuff that is that these schools are actually like setting up these these payments, and that that's why that's why I say the NCAA is at fault for this because they had they knew that this was happening and they weren't ready for it. Because I like I told you, there are a bunch of dumbasses in the NCAA. They weren't ready for it. They weren't ready for the 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 uh, Northwestern players that try to unionize. Now wait a minute. If if the, you just got them saying that the NCAA is in a completely corrupt organization, yeah. why the hell would you want them setting regulations for this? I want no. I'm telling you right now. I want a guy who oversees the football direction. I want the guy who sees oversees the basketball direction. And I want the guy who oversees the baseball, golf, whatever. Because when it's your responsibility, it's less. It, when it, it, so who do you want making decisions? for how someone's name, image, and likeness and what the terms are for how much they can earn from that. Who do you want setting those rules? It should be the person who who's that who that name, image, and likeness belongs to. It should have nothing okay. to do with anyone you're, else. You're, to- you're totally missing the boat. You're, you're not understanding my point. The point of the matter is that I'm talking about personal freedom here and how it has. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Marketing. I know. I know you're a personal freedom person. Absolutely. I know you're a personal freedom person. I am too. So Those my, people own their own name, image, oh and God. likeness. Okay. Period. But, nobody else owns it. Nobody else should have oh control over it. Here's the here's the problem. You open up Pandora's box when you have these issues. That's that's the problem, and that's why there needs to be regulation to find out to make sure it's noted who gets NIL deals and who doesn't. And because who cares? No, because it has you have to because you're heading down a dark path. I'm telling you right now, like people don't understand the ramifications of what this can mean. I'm all for NIL. I think players should make the money. Make your damn money. But if we're going to have a, this whole thing where a kid that's not even tr- in the transfer portal is getting courted an offer from USC, that's wrong. That's effing wrong. That's in, in, in if you're if you're a Michigan State fan, if you're a Michigan fan, imagine that player being on your roster. 
Imagine that being J.J. McCarthy or a Peyton Thorne or Jaden Reed. Do you think that that doesn't happen right now, even before NIL became an issue? No. Even before NIL. No, no I know I know the transfer portal has – with the transfer portal that has happened, but money is the dictator of everything. You know how it is. Money dictates the decisions that you make. You go to a job because of the money. You go to, you go you go to this certain place because of the money. You do this because of the money. You, you become an engineer because of the money. I'm not going to argue that money is a motivating factor, but I will say it is not the only factor in any of those choices. See, you're However, not, you're I not, think you're, you're confusing you are, you're, the two issues. You are, you're confusing. You're, you are looking at for you are looking at is in the prism of a politician. I am looking at the prism of a, <laughs> of of a total reasonable everyday person because. You know, politicians are crazy. We know that. I do a podcast with her. And they don't understand the reality. If someone sees money, they are going to dictate that on money. If they have never seen that money, they're going to make the decision on money. There's, And you're especially if you're an 18-year-old kid, you think you're going to be like, oh, no, I am not going to that school, even though they are offering me $2.5 million. You are out of your damn mouth. I say if their name, image, and likeness is worth $2.5 million in this school, it can be equally... Uh, worth that at another comparable school. I don't think it it does what you're, I don't think your concerns, I get it, but I don't think that they're realistic. And I think that we cannot let personal freedom and personal choice regarding someone's identity, which is what's being sold here, that cannot be subject to regulation by any large scale organization. Uh I just don't. I just think that needs to be regulated. I think that there needs to be some, some uh, parameters that are set, and I need. I think that's why we we need to get that done real quick. This is the City and Joe show. On the next segment, we will be talking. Uh, I don't know what we'll be talking. We'll see you in the next segment.